All right. So we are talking about culture today. Um, probably one of the most important considerations when applying for a new job, when looking for a new company, when assessing whether or not your current role is, is right for you. It all comes down to culture. Where do we start with this one? I mean, I think culture encompasses a lot of things, but maybe we can start with trying to define what is good culture. Yeah, so I think good culture uh, in my eyes is a set of standards that get people to uh, act you know, accordingly to like certain values, right? They should inspire people to want to behave a certain way and to present themselves a certain way um, and, and, you know, and do good work <laughs> at the end of the day, but do it in a way that's with integrity and with, with compassion for your fellow human being, right? Uh, you want to be, uh, you want to work with assholes, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> um, so that's part of it. But yeah, I think that that's it at a high level. It's like, what are the, what are our North stars? What are we going to align ourselves to? as people that are going to sort of um, guide us in how to act at work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's kind of the crux of it. You know, to me, there are definitely characteristics that make good culture, but I think one thing, you know, um, good culture allows you to do is have a higher performing team. Right. You know, I, I work in a sports organization, so, uh, you know, if you look at certain teams on paper, they should win a lot more. But there are reasons why they don't. And a lot of it's actually due to the culture of it. And on the complete opposite side, there are other teams on paper that should not be performing the way that they should. But there's a, you know, a certain X factor to it. And I would bet a lot of it is cultural. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good way of putting it. Um, do you have an example of like, like what what one of those X factors? So, in your second example, is it like a team is performing better than what you would expect them to, and there's an X factor that's allowing them to do that? What's an example yeah. of that? Yeah, I would say uh, Greg Popovich, right? Uh, from a coaching perspective, and he's he's known for uh, uh, creating really great and dynamic cultures with this team. And um, this was from a book I read called The Culture Code. Uh, on paper, like stats-wise, they, should they sh shouldn't have been performing at the level that they were. And um, they in the book, they went to do a little bit around like why why it's like that and, and the culture that he was trying to build and, and the relationships that he had with each, each of his players and you know the, the sort of legacy that he left. And uh, yeah, it, it it adds a lot to it more than you think it would. Hmm. So, tell me a little bit about the culture at MLSC. You know, because I don't know, I just find it really fascinating that you you go to a sports example first, and so there must be a lot of like synergy in terms of mindset of like, like do you run your team like a sports team? Like I, I don't know, start shed some light there. Uh, yeah, I, I would think it's a little bit of a stretch to say we run <laughs> like a sports team, but I would, I would say we definitely learn things from it. Um, yeah, I guess I meant from like a, from like a mindset perspective, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
uh, I think the the best example I can give was, you know, during the the championship run for the Raptors, and there was this whole idea of like championship mindset and what that meant, and and what that means for you know your teams, you as an individual, to always try to elevate yourself to that level, and you know you look at the Raptors uh, during that year, it, they were we didn't know how they were going to perform, right? And uh, we made a massive bet that year and it ended up paying off. And still, we were still considered the underdog uh, against a lot of teams in the playoffs. And and uh, obviously that led to a championship and uh, a, a title for us. So, yeah, I, I think from a cultural point of view, you know, there's definitely uh, uh, something to be said about, you know, team chemistry, the relationship with the coach, um, and and the team dynamics uh, that all lead them into again the culture at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think one thing that's I've heard throughout um, the industry lately is like design is a team sport. Yeah, um, and it absolutely is. Yeah, and it's you know ever since you know I started hearing that more and more often, and started you know. You're not the first person to to, to use uh, you know a coaching analogy from sports akin to what it's like to lead a team a design team, and you know it always got me thinking about how like it is really hard to uh, you know create a practice where design is a team sport uh, rather than a bunch of designers working on but on a bunch of projects. Yeah. You know? I, I definitely try to foster a lot more of that collaboration and, and leveraging the team. So, you know, in my career, I, I've worked as a solo designer for quite, you know, long periods of time. And one of the things that you realize is you, you as a designer, and I'm sure you come across this often, is you have tunnel vision. And as a t- if you're working in a team environment, you are able to leverage your team to um, you know, get feedback and and get different sort of opinions, and even leverage them to to help you brainstorm in, in ideas that you wouldn't have normally come up with yourself. Um, and you're trying to create a team culture where that happens almost organically at a certain point, right? You might have to force it a little bit at the beginning, but if there's value to the team, eventually that just becomes part of the culture. You know, you kind of sparked uh, something in my head. So, like, you know, we just started talking about team culture. And, you know, culture really does exist at, you know, different scales and different altitudes within an organization, right? Um, like, you know, there's there's company culture, which, you know, could be one thing. And then, you know, team culture, it's, it's, it's either like a subset of company culture or it's a microcosm of it um, that's, you know, more um, contextual to a team because obviously a design team's culture could be different from uh, a development team's culture or a research team culture. And then, you know, even further, um, I really do think there's there's culture between individuals, right? Like yeah. the relationship yeah. that you have, like, with your direct manager or even your peers, like, you know, that could be, uh, again, like a microcosm of, of culture in and of itself. And so, like, I'll give you an example at, at Rocket Homes. So, you know, as an organization, as an enterprise, we have an established set of um, what we call isms, and they're like statements that we kind of live by day to day. And they're things like something 
we should probably do a whole episode on, but yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. Feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Google it. I mean, it, it's out there. Um, and you know, we publish a book that we give out to all of 30,000 plus of our, um, family of companies, employees. Um, you could probably buy the book on Amazon. I think it's a published book that we, we put out and there's about 30 plus, I think we're at 35 now isms. And these are like very simple statements that sort of apply it's you know so i'll give you an example some of them are uh take the roast out of the oven which is uh don't seek perfection um you have to ship something to learn from it in order to make it better so don't try to like make it perfect in a bubble you know and that's that you know and again i related it to design but like somebody on the sales team or on the marketing team or on the ops team um could take that ism and and give you a, an explanation that is contextual to their role, mm-hmm. much like I did uh, myself. The packaging is just as good as its contents, mm-hmm. um, is another ism that, uh, actually, that's one of our newer ones. Um, but it's this idea of, you know, the decks that you put out, the, the you know, the collateral, the material, the, anything that surrounds the work is just as important um, when you're presenting to your peers, to stakeholders, to users. You know, because it, it shows off who you are. It's, it's it's integrity. It's it's passion, right? So, you know, so so those are a couple examples um, of you know statements in our company cultures, sort of handbook, and then you know in the book it sort of drives towards behaviors, and it's like here's here's a couple examples of somebody that's embodying this ism. Here's what they do, and uh, you know, just recently now all of those behaviors sort of roll into our performance evaluation. Uh, yeah, which so, makes sense. You you want to yes. enforce it. You want to you want to reward it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's a that's a sign of a, a good culture. I, I believe is is when it actually ties to ties into tangible day to day things. That that you know that that's an example of of company culture. And then so you know like I was saying, so that's our company culture. And then there's team culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know within our team, like yeah, we have these isms, but now, like now within our, our design and product team. We have our own principles, you know, we, we say, and, you know, and we even have our own statements like seek truth, not victory, um, is one of them. And, um, and, you know, and that always, exists on a team level, not on the, the ism level. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're really, um, laser focused on product and design. Whereas those isms, uh, you know, across 30,000 <laughs> employees, um, there's, it's a wide gamut, um, of, of, of roles, right? So we have our own product and design principles. And then within that, and then, sorry, and then even, even uh, furthermore, like I have my own sort of style of management, right? Mm-hmm. And, and things that I value personally that I kind of impose on my team. <laughs> um, but I do it with, with obviously with good intentions, but I do, and, and because I, I really do believe in some of these values. And so an example of one of, what that could be is, you know, how I treat, I'm doing air quotes here, how I treat approvals, right? Like this, this idea of my manager needs to approve my work isn't something that, um, that's not really how I operate with my team. I, I introduced the concept of, not concept, well, I introduced this idea of confidence and, you know, uh, your role as a product designer is to build confidence in a solution. Mm-hmm. If my looking at things and feedback is going to help you build that confidence 
then by all means, leverage me, <laughs> right? And and so that, that's kind of my my attitude towards it, which is different than some of the other managers I've had. And I'm not, I'm not saying the way I do it is right. Um, and I'm not saying if you don't do it my way, you're wrong. But it's a style that I've sort of developed because of my own values and because of how I like to work. So I don't know. I, I just thought I'd give sort of that wide range of of uh, examples of okay, here's here's culture at different altitudes. Yeah, I think one thing to also call out there you touch upon at the company level, um, but I think it, it applies to actually every level is there's a difference between uh, you know a company that has defined values versus a company that has defined values that employees actually follow and and, and mm-hmm. want to follow. Yeah, right? that's, that's and, and totally live fair. up to it because I think that's where like intention versus reality sometimes doesn't yeah. quite match. And, and I'll, I think, I'll be, yeah, sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, you know, the, the company could have had the best of intentions when creating uh, a value system or, or, or a set of guiding principles. But if your employees don't believe or follow it or, or don't buy into it, uh, they don't mean anything at the end of the day. And it's your ability to to uh, have leaders that can instill those values and principles in your organization. Uh, and, and not just instill, but have your employees actually believe it, right? Like that, that's the right thing to do. Um, that I think is another good sign of, of good culture in a company. It's interesting. Like I've gotten feedback from new employees, uh, sorry, new team members that, that join us. I've gotten feedback from new team members that have said that our our culture is a bit culty, <laughs> right? Like, and it's because we sort of, you know, and we have this this term of like ism dropping, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, where well, we'll 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 literally quote an ism or our isms throughout the day, mm-hmm. right? Because they come up in everyday conversations, and when I would hear one, like, you know, if they were overused or anything like that, then that's one thing. But it took me a while to really um, take them 100% seriously. I used to be like, okay, yeah, that's cute. Like, we have these statements and our leaders say it every now and then. And, like, they make sense and they're great and they sound really good. But, like, like once you are in the bottle for a while and once you've just experienced it for, for long enough, like, they start resonating with you even more. And I find that like, I start to quote them outside of work, right? And I actually, I, you know, I, I, I think about like some of these statements in my day-to-day life, in my marriage and my relationship with my kids. And, and you know what I mean? So, so it's just, it's just interesting how like, you know, you may not like fully um, embrace them uh, from day one, even though you think you are, but it's after being around the isms for a year more that like it re- like it really started to click even more, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think you know companies that have a lot of uh, like really good strong culture, um, there is a I think an inflection point that all employees kind of go through where you're either going to buy into the culture or not, right? And it, I, I think for the most part, if you're not bought into a certain extent. You kind of self-select you're out at a certain point. And I think, you know, like whether the culture is good or bad, right? And I'm hoping <laughs> most of the time it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, buying in allows you to 
work better because you're not necessarily going against the grain anymore, right? You're 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 contributing back into it now, and it's no it's not a surprise when you say there's a ramp up period. Although I think a year is actually kind of long. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it is. Yeah, it's um, a crazy year. Yeah, but th- it's there's definitely a ramp up period where where you're learning about it, you're buying into it more, and it's being you know reinforced and and going back to the like the the culty. Uh, word right um i can definitely see where some of that comes from and i think taken to the extremes might have some some uh connotations to to mm-hmm. like what a cult is like but you know that can be said the same for you know like apple fanboys <clears throat> for instance like yeah everyone's saying this like the apple cult right and yeah yeah for sure and, and like you yeah. know we have we every year we have a big keynote like we we do a big presentation on all all of our isms and yeah. It does feel, and you know, it's it's like you're drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's there's overlaps, not not necessarily measuring in, in like the bad like bad or good, but more in terms of uh, some of the characteristics of like having people to buy into like this ideology or like this the value system, right? And and of like having things that drive those behaviors, right? Like motivational and, and reward systems and that kind of thing too. But mm-hmm. um, I think that those are also characters, characteristics of like really good culture at the end of the day. Yeah. Any final thoughts on, on culture? I have one, but. Um... Yeah. I mean, I, I think good culture is relative to, you can't just take culture out in, in, in uh, of the context of the company um, without looking at, the rest of the pieces and other factors and obviously we'll do some follow-up episodes on you know what are the things to look for in a a company um culture is definitely yeah. one piece of it and, and an important piece but i think sure. it, it's there are definitely other things that you need to consider as part of that and what makes good culture at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah for sure last thing i want to say is is um Good culture takes work. Creating a good good culture takes work. It doesn't just happen. It takes intentionality. It takes you got to sit down and figure it out and and dedicate the time and effort and energy towards it. If you just sit around and wait for culture to happen, the default you're going to get is a bad, toxic culture. You need to put in the work to make it good. And so just keep that in mind um, for those of you out there that are looking for new jobs that are interviewing that are like vetting out companies and you know from a culture perspective just just remember that like and and maybe ask some questions in your interview about like hey what have you done to make sure that you have a good culture can you give me some examples of you know what i mean so like and if and just like really just have a critical eye um when when really con- making those kinds of considerations cuz it it takes hard work yep i agree thanks everyone Oh, 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 oh,